I have been absorbing more and more discussions uh, in the shadows of what's going on in Ukraine about the liberal world order, which is which is the world order that we of the West are meant to have um, um, gifted the world with. The Western liberal world order, the Western capitalist world order, liberal, etc., with chips absorbing as in listening with astonishment as these words are randomly thrown together and made a consensus among wonderfully articulate men and women chins are stroked very clever jokes are made and i think there's probably a very good wine at dinner but what are they babbling on about recently in one discussion a woman did ask guardedly that the the group think mostly men about defining a liberal state. They didn't, but good question, just as far as having a base to start from. And I have discussed the pros and cons with, of capitalism with businessmen who traveled a lot. They generally said, honey, our Western capitalist state, our democratic capitalist state, our liberal democratic capitalist state, if you have a shoehorn for contradictions, is by far the best. They felt pity and disdain for the East, China, etc. I did wonder what their workday entailed in Beijing, the hotel they stayed at, the bubble of their bias. Did they see only unhappy Chinese people? Did they speak to anyone outside their entourage? Do they have fluent Chinese, or did they just observe out, out of their hotel windows or, or you know, in, in expensive restaurants? Did they allow that since they have aspired to successful businessmanship in their own lives, they might be blind to the charms of any other way of life? Oh, look, darling, a man on a bicycle. He must be a miserable poor chap. Shall I be liberal and give him a lift? Then, also, there are wonderful discussions with a younger generation, a, a liberal ge generation, who talk about workers all over the world, otherworldly workers and their productivity. How wages suddenly, for no particular reason, with great high productivity amongst the working class, may be an act of God or quirk of nature, slipped behind the wealth of the investor class in the 1980s. It was a historical trick. There was no cause, no reason. It just happened that way. I really wanted to ask the new ager, well, okay, how productive are you? What do you make? Beside books full of your educated opinion about how horses feel in the new stable. This might have been an iconoclasm too far. I have done that often enough, though often a woman in the room will also snicker. Aren't capitalists going to cap? Or not? Isn't that actually what happened in the 80s? It wasn't a hurricane. Pandemic. It was Ronald Reagan. Reaganism, after the sanity of post-World War II restraint, suddenly the movie star said, anything's possible, and God promoted profit, which does, guys, diminish down to lower wages for many and Cadillacs for the few. Or spaceships. Whose productivity cannot be measured because they don't produce anything. So the gaping wound was self inflicted, not some random occurrence like a warming cycle. This capitalism is not liberal. 
unless you have that other definition. Ha ha. For that European, by the way, from whose culture and system the 1776ers famously claimed to have wrested themselves, freedom really does amount to more men attaining kingship, or at least aristocracy, than the old fixed version of liberal capitalist individual rights buying kind, sustained like ancient Greek slavery by a long and steady stream of grateful serfs and a massive military to keep the outsourced labor cheap. The European longed to breathe free in his own castle. It was his only ambition and it shows in the rising sea levels and suicide rate. It seems that if one is stewed in an indoctrination that the good society is one in which merit is rewarded at the rate we reward we, we reward what we have decided is merit, if the readers of my friend's book, the one he's trying to sell while in podcast discussion, are numerous enough, the author will have better health care, more security, indeed have the open time to ply his analysis, opinion, trade, his work without fear of penury, and I guess produce a thing that serves his readers by affirming what they already agree to. Is he more productive if he writes more books? Most book writers take a breather especially after a good book, to replenish their creative stuff. But workers, especially in the unholidayed paragon of Western capitalist liberal democratic Disneyland, the USA, get no such respite. I have to imagine for my friend, my author friend, these workers are almost another species. He talks about them in that way. Born equal, he will insist. Except aren't we born with our innate talents, which he obviously enjoys? Is he a big reader? Regurgitating in slightly altered form what he has read and not disagreed with? And it seems he and his gang read constantly. Ha! It is hard for me to imagine. I read a lot in my teens and twenties, and almost all fiction. Why? I used to read non-fiction or should I say opinion with a facade of fact, but after a while one recognizes the reiteration by the end of chapter one. The young man is maybe appealing to his readership rather as a cheerleader does. Since there are multiple opinions out there, he, she will not be as honest as the cheerer, but he will declare his opinion as fact. Then there is the other society maybe indoctrinated as deeply, that maybe eschews the vanities of meritocracy. I don't know, I'm not there, but it does not appear to glorify itself in quite the same way. I do think uh, humanity does its best work collectively. I don't have the CEO fantasy that we, that we struggle forward till a bright man shows up with the flashlight of exceptionalism. And while the non-debate whistles and farts along, and while we look east for Satan, what about the eight U.S. states passing legislation of breathtaking misogyny and racism? Is that okay? Because it is, as it most definitely is, rooted in the Bible and the Constitution. Is it liberal and democratic? By this definition, so is the Taliban. 
Is this why Jose Villar talks about violent massacres as if there were nonviolent ones? And generals talk about the horrors of invasion as if we never invaded recently. And have the shell-shocked suicidal ex-servicemen to prove it? Might that simply be because they sit in offices in a land that was invaded, occupied, and ethnically cleansed, the way Rome occupied empire? At least Rome went home, America. Backstories that would make the Will Smith persecutors blush. Now, by my understanding, Denmark is a liberal democracy with enough capitalism to keep its greedy happy, but high enough taxes to ensure the rest a really decent life. Have you been? I have. Quite stunning. I haven't worked there, but it seems an unlikely place to make billions. Therefore, they're not free, I guess. Only millions. Not just because of the tax rate, but because there seems to be other obsessions than proving how great one is with the account to prove it. I think my fellows above imagine a liberal place is where that obsession is thought sexy. Maybe it is to other obsessives. I steer clear of them. They have little conversation and less humor, and to this boy, no sex at all. Everything I'm saying has been better said by people since the Peasants' Revolt in 1381 of the modern era and probably before agri the agricultural revolution of the prehistoric. In other words, when human nature was, aha, uh -huh, human, not invented by zealous narcissists t selling books. So yes, the liberal democracy superior superiority claims are awash. The marriage to capitalism now so 90s, 18 and 1990s, has led us to income and power inequality not seen since the Medes. A horrific environmental crisis impossible without capitalism's rap rapacity. Sorry, US, no one can catch up with your carbon emissions. They are still there in the ozone from 1770 on, no matter how many colors your Prius comes in. And capitalism won't cure it. It's been tried. It requires non-growth in the sense you understand growth anyway, as there is little profit in real growth. To the liberals clinging to the Constitution as a liberal document, a book of justice, a book of justice spells, justice magic, read it. Republican voter suppression is literal intent. And though it says as much about abortion as Jesus did, women's rights were a non-issue. As for invading sovereign nations, regime change, massacres, genocide, enslavement, you really need to just hush. In lieu of the present, I give you my personal founding fathers, founding parents. I will find more before I go, but here's the start. W.E.B. Dubois, Frederick Douglass, MLK, Malcolm X, Tony Morrison, Maya Angelou, Ralph Nader, Daniel Ellsberg, Bernie, Sonia Sotomayor, Patrice Cullors, Woody Guthrie, Edward Snowden. These are the famous, for reference, I could fill out the 56 with people I know to the extent that we could just get rid of the founder notion altogether as the word sounds foundational. 
unchangeable, and this is where it has gone off the rails. Even Jefferson had the crucial foresight to suggest it should change to suit the age. Hopefully, he would have laughed at the originalists. Just out the back door, Tammy Faye Baker, FDR, Eldridge Cleaver. I would happily include some of the more intelligent originals, but they'd not listened to the others. So convinced were they of their racial superiority. This conviction seemed to really preoccupy them. Must have been a hard life, self-evident truths held by we, unexamined moral clarity and the clothes. It would be a good idea to include Bill Crystal, George Will, etc., intelligent and better reps of the creed than the originals. Supremacy does really corrupt all, but who knows who might change and grow. My list, I'm happy to say, is not a list of angels or demigods, but brilliant and full of useful perspectives to be going on with. And since the other lot are there by dint of myth and opinion, I claim the same basis for mine. Oh, Hugo Chavez, Pete Seeger, Bessie Smith, Nina Simone, I knew this would happen.